Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episodes 300 and what? 13? 313. Um, and it's a bonus episode. And it's a bonus episode because it was someone I really wanted to have a chat with and I really wanted to release it with plenty of time ahead of their Soho Theatre comedy show. Um, it's Rich Wilson. I'm a big fan of Rich. I'm a big fan of his podcast, um, Insane in the Membrane. And I went to see his Edinburgh Fringe show, uh, Rich Wilson, Death Becomes Him. We do talk about both these things, but you might get into the podcast and think that we're not going to because we spend ages just talking about the world. So we don't get to the actual more promo-y type bits until towards, towards the end. But I saw his Death Becomes Him show at the Edinburgh Fringe this year and it was really praised. It got amazing reviews and was invited to come and do a few dates at the Soho Theatre. And for good reason. It's fantastic. I really, I can't recommend it enough. Um, so yeah, I'll keep the intro brief, but I did just want to say that, as I said, R- Rich Wilson, Death Becomes Him, is at the Soho Theatre on Friday the 20th and Saturday the 21st of March, 8.45. Grab your tickets. Um, Edinburgh First Magazine gave it a four-star review. I talked telly, four-star review. It's a hilarious hour of pure stand-up. And it really is. It's fantastic. He's, as you'll hear, I mean, you'll hear it all from the conversation. I I don't think many of you, if you live in London, will get to the end of this conversation and not be wanting to buy t- tickets, live in or near London, because it's an amazing show and it's the last time it's going to be popped out there. So, yeah. Check that out. Um, as ever, speechdevelopmentrecords.com. You can get loads of cool stuff there. Um, and patreon.com slash pip is a dollar a month to support the podcast. But again, as I keep saying now, most episodes are kind of pointing out that I'd rather you support the guest than support the podcast. You can do both. If you can afford to do both, then throw your money at me, my friend. But if you've got to choose between the two, go and see Rich Wilson. Death Becomes Him at the Soho Theatre because it's a show that I really adored and me and Rob Alton, I think it was, were talking about. Oh, and Mae Young. I've got Mae Young on next week and she's fantastic. Mae Young? <laughs> I haven't got Mae Young on. I've got Mae Martin on. Jesus. Um, Mae Martin on next week and we were talking about how kind of sad it is that there's these shows that appear. They're amazing, but I only exist in that room at that time because they're not turned into a special on Netflix or whatever else. And this is is one of those shows. So genuinely, if you're on the fence, you won't be by the end of this. But even if you're on the fence now, just go and book your ticket, mate. It's going to be great. So yeah, I implore you to go to that rather than buy my merch or support me on Patreon. But if you want to do both, then even better. All right, um, let's get into the podcast day. This is episode 313 of the Distraction Pieces podcast with Rich Wilson. Let's get going. Right, is that all rolling? Right, I'm here today with Rich Wilson. How are you, man? Good, man. Very good, very good. Very busy, but good. I need, at some point, and I've said it a few times, we need to just 
come and hang out at yours at some point Please because do. every time I've ever been here, it's for a podcast. Oh, yeah. I recorded with Jade here. I recorded <laughs> on your podcast over there in the, in the kitchen. And I'm like, hang on. I always, always love catching up. Always love hanging out. It's a yeah. lovely location. Every time I record a podcast, I'm like, I love your, like, because you're right on the seafront. That's it's it. kind yep. of beautiful, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. How's it all been? You, yeah, good, you man. well? Yeah, we've just been, yeah, the gigs, we're just gigging all the time. We've just got back from, we were in Blackpool. And we had to go, we had to drive up, drop Jade in Salford, and then I drove up to Blackpool. Oh, wow. Then, then I did the gig there, drove to Lancaster around that way, and then drove back up to Blackpool. And then Jade joined me in Blackpool, and then yesterday we drove to Exeter. So it's just God, the it's life a of, of a travel, road right? comic, mate. Yeah. Yeah. And how'd you is. find that? Uh, it's long. Yeah. But you have to keep reminding yourself that, you know, you're, I, I used to drive a bus, so. Yeah. I'm not doing that anymore, so it's, yeah. uh, it's an absolute plus. I get to do this yeah. with you in yeah. the daytime. You yeah. know, it's the, the, you have to remind, remind yourself how, how lucky you are. Yeah, I it's think that's good. absolutely key. I have that on, on film sets all the time. That yeah. will be, I'll have a day where I'm in and we won't get to my scene and I will have spent eight hours just kind of hanging around and I'll be getting in my car to go home and the driver will be like, oh, you annoyed with that? And I'll be like, no, I've been paid i used to work in factories I've, 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 I've worked in retail i've worked in factories like i ain't getting st- stressed about nah waiting around on set exactly. it's, it's yeah. realizing that but it, uh, equally it's easy to get into that place of and course. into that mode of yeah. moaning about it constantly yeah, man. hating yeah. the road life <laughs> yeah. there is that i i the only thing that annoys me is that i'm i'm organized to a point but i don't organize my food so I'm always eating shit, um, and that annoys me. I'm like, I, I'm going to have the words meal deal yeah. on my gravestone. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. come on, man, just cook a, cook a chicken or whatever you want to do. Prepare a salad, something, before you go. Yeah. Instead of buying all this crap. Yeah. But That's then the I beat myself up over eating badly on the road, but then equally, if the opportunity to eat badly is taken away from me on the road, I get really annoyed, <laughs> even though I don't want to do it. Like, I, was, I had it... The other day I was driving home from somewhere and I pulled into a services and I just thought, I want a Krispy Kreme donut. Yeah, That's right. just what I want. It'll get me through. That's I'll it. Buy, I might buy three. I don't know, but I'll, <laughs> I'll definitely buy one. And I popped in and the woman at the, the Smiths in this, this services, like the place weren't closing, but, but, but she was just like putting the shutters down a little bit. I was right. like, oh, what's going on? She's like, oh, I'm just going to close for a few minutes. I've got to sort some stuff. I was like, right, well, yeah. I just want a donut, so can I just have that? Yeah, have that donut, and the the donut things at, like outside. And she's right. like, "Nah, no, nah, I'm I'm closed." And I'm there like, "This is a nightmare." Because now I just want to take it because I've tried to pay for it and it's there, <laughs> but I didn't. But it was just that absolute yeah. hell of like. But I just want it. I've got the cash. Yeah, and she's like, "Nah, that? really." And I'm like, "I'm you really hungry, man. Just <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just here." <laughs> But yeah, I don't know why I got onto that. But um, how is how is that the balance of, of being in a relationship as a comedian? Because one of the challenges to hold down a relationship can sometimes be that you're a road yes. a road dog as such and your partner isn't. But does it kind of work better that both you and Jade are living that life? I'd say so, yeah. Because um, that was one of the... That, well, I was married before and that was one of the key factors that really put an end to it because I was never there. You know, I was, I'd be in Australia and New Zealand for yeah. two months and, you know, and you're with someone that, you know, they need, they, they married you because they want you to be with them and be around yeah. and you're, and you're, and you're not. And so you, you're two people living completely separate lives and it really does cause problems. Whereas Jade and I, 
a lot of the time will be, if not in the same place, we'll, there's a way we can work it where I can drive up and drop her off like I did at the weekend. Yeah. And then head on up and then pick her up on the way back down. And so... I love that. Yeah, so it does work. Or, or, the, or the understanding that when, like, Jade will be away filming or doing whatever, or I'll be away gigging, and there's just that understanding, like, yeah, that this is what we do. And funnily enough, that kind of strengthens it because mm. we don't see each other a lot. Yeah. So when we do, it's it's important that... It's quality time that we have together, yeah, you know? I love yeah. that. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because as well, because I think there's... It really helps if someone knows what that life is and Absolutely. what that job is. Because I think it's easy if you're not part of it to think it's all this party. Yeah. And you're just on the road and it's yeah. this. And, and it does become work. And even if it's a great gig, you're still, you're in a hotel room. You're not, you know, you just, it's, it, it's not this, it's not a holiday, but it no. can seem like a holiday at times. And that can cause resentment and cause yeah. annoyance and that kind of thing. Because like, well, you've been on the road for three months. I'm at home. Yeah. Well, that was you know, what was happening. That was it. Like, my wife would see pictures of me in bars in Australia and yeah. or me, I'd, I'd post something on Instagram just saying, oh, wow, it's been amazing gigging here. And yeah. they don't see the fact that there's been a few times you've been lying on your bed, missing home and yeah. wishing you weren't there. And they just, like you say, they just see the fun side. And that yeah. obviously, I mean, the, you know, flip it, if that was me, I'd be livid. Yeah, it's understandable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Com- Completely, but again, that's the only side you're going to present on socials, isn't it? Exactly, yeah, exactly. You're not that, really yeah. going to be going, oh man, I'm hating this tour. It's yeah, an absolute it's nightmare. Too hot, it's too hot. You're all, <laughs> you know, you're going to be, oh, I love you all. Thanks for coming out. You're not yeah. going to be that ungrateful. Fuck's Ex- sake, another gig tonight. <laughs> Brilliant. Really looking forward to it. You know? <laughs> so it's that. It's that you, you're, yeah, you, it's good that Jade, we are, yeah, we both understand how it works. We both. It's good as well because Jade, you know, Jade stars on the on the on the set, you know, it's on the rise, and it's yeah. and what she she says to me is because I'm really pleased that you're busy and doing stuff as well, yeah. Because she'd be she'd feel bad if I was just sat around because we both we both comics, but if one of us is more successful than the other, that can cause some problems. Yeah, I mean, I was yeah. I was, was going to ask that because you two seem to have a really good balance on that and a really good grasp on that. You're both ridiculous ridiculously supportive of each other yeah. and both ridiculously proud of all successes that's you know it. so that's there doesn't seem to be that rivalry or, or jealousy and no. again I guess it is good that you're both busy but still even if you're both busy there's always going to be one that's doing better than the other if, if you're in the same yeah. industry there's going to be one that's doing better than the other and that can cause resentment or weirdness in a relationship and you guys seem to have that yeah. Spot on. It's funny because you just kind of, you understand how the industry works. Yeah. And at the moment, because we're in the middle of a massive, things are being corrected. There's been, you know, like, like diversity issues are, being, are yeah. being dealt with. You know, straight white men have had it easy for years. Yeah. And now, you know, now that's like, now a lot of places, a lot of things are less likely to take on a straight white man yeah. because he's had, he's had his go. Yeah, and and now we're now we're changing it up, and I understand that. So yeah. I'm not, and I'm so I'm not bitter again, and twisted about that. You know, it's right. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's, yeah. it's right as well. I loved it. You've nailed it perfectly there because I saw Jade did, did a post at the weekend, and again, Jade can s- s- say it, um, but she, she, she was saying my support act tonight oh, is, yeah. is, <laughs> yeah. is my partner. He's a better comedian than me, but he's a straight white male. He's He's, he's straight and white and he's got a penis and that isn't very <laughs> trendy at the moment That's and it. so on and so forth. And I get that as a point, but then equally, again, it's key to... It's what I love about Insane in the Membrane, your, your podcast, is you will talk about all these things openly 
and you'll say, oh, yeah, it's weird, isn't it, that it's mm. harder to get a gig now as this. But you'll also say, it's correct, though. Absolutely. It's right. Yeah, it's how yeah, it yeah. should be because it's, it is redressing a balance. Yep. It's not, and it's not t- tokenism. I discussed this, the podcast will come out the week after this, actually. I discussed it a bit with May Martin because um, she's a great comedian and a new, a new TV show is amazing. But I was kind of saying on that, it's like, it's not, it's not tokenism or diversity for diversity's sake. The fact is, straight white men were starting to, to run out of ideas yeah. for a bit. And the example I always give is the film industry. Is Absolutely. that People say now, oh, there's so many black films and so many women in films, so many lesbian, all this kind of thing. It's like, you know, every film has been a remake in recent years. Exactly. A remake or a sequel. It's it like, was getting ridiculous. The, the old white men had run out of ideas. <laughs> They're just remaking the same film over and over again. So now, so then you have a moonlight or something that wins everything and it's an amazing, powerful yeah. new voice. It's not, it's not tokenism. It's not just, oh, well, we need to, to diversify. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's for a good reason. Yeah. Well, they even did it in, uh, in the remake of uh, 21 Jump Street. Yeah. When, they, yeah, when yeah. he brought them in and he said, and he even said, and he just went, he goes, well, the thing is, We've run out of ideas, <laughs> so we've got to rehash. And he wasn't talking about the film, he was talking about the, the, what the, the, the case yeah, they're working on. Yeah. And it really made me laugh. It's exactly yeah. what you've just said. It's that, yeah, we're going to... It was getting ridiculous. Yeah. Because there were a lot of films that didn't need to be remade, like no. Robocop didn't need to be remade. No. Total the, Recall, the, all Total those recall. kind of 80s kind of, yeah. yeah. And they made them... The, the originals are still great. All right, maybe, you know, cinematography or whatever, or the... There was something a bit cheesy about them because of the t- where they, you know the timing or where it from, and the only reason you still like them is because like a nostalgia thing. Yeah. But when they remade RoboCop, they got rid of Clarence Bodiker. Yeah. And Clarence Bodiker was one of the best things in the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shit like that. Yeah. And now we you know there's some incredible things coming out, and who's the guy that did uh, Get Out? Who's this? Who's yeah. The director? Um, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Yeah. And he said he was like, look, I doubt I'll be I'll be I'll be casting a white white person, a white mm. guy, as a main leading role and yeah. it's for a while, for a long time, or ever, again. Yeah. And you go, absolutely. When you look down in history, imagine being someone who isn't a straight white male. Yeah. Looking back, all the films that were coming out, you know, there was rarely anybody yeah. to aspire to. Completely. You know, you had Sidney Poitier way back. Yeah. But then there was, that was... That was ages ago. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. so it's been. There has been black actors, and, and yeah. uh, of course there have, but it's just been a wash. Well, that's it. People will argue. They'll always give an example of mm. of a Sydney Project and Eddie Murphy, yeah, whoever. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, but that's picking one yeah. out of a hundred exactly white males <laughs> at the time. Kind of thing. That, that doesn't prove anything. No. That's, it kind of proves the problem. Yeah. The fact that you're going, I, I can think of three. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well yeah. done, mate. That's in, what, amazing. In 100 years of cinema, whatever yeah. it is, there's been three. It's hilarious because I'm, 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 I'm writing a load of, of scripts at the moment and um, I often have my mates saying, oh, are you going to have anything in there that I could play? I'm like, no. Nah. Nah. Um <laughs> I want to put myself in it and I'm white. So, yeah. so that's kind of taken up pretty much all the white spaces I wanted in there. <laughs> there might be one or two yeah. others, but other than that, I want a range and a diversity. Yeah. I want a, a variation. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's annoying for people. But again, it's right and it's it's balancing things out. Yeah, um, man. We were talking about cultural appropriation a little while ago. Yeah. Uh, I, might have, I might have said this on another podcast, but it, I think it needs saying again that we need white people, especially British white people, need a little bit of a little bit of a mashup. We need some influence from outside. Yeah. 
because if we didn't, we would just be pie-eating Morris dancers. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, yeah, completely. we need that. I mean, the music that you've created yeah. comes from a, from a black background. The completely. music I'm into is, yeah. from, you know, even rock and roll at Elvis Pilford yeah. was, from, was from black people. And yeah. that's, without, without that, white people would have, would be nothing. The thing is, people get defensive because they think they're being called... Like, I, I discussed this with a mate of mine recently he was saying he was getting angry over Joaquin Phoenix's speech at the the BAFTAs oh, yeah. when he said about diversity and, mm. and him being part of the problem in the past and this kind of thing. And my mate hadn't even watched it. He was like, what, they're saying that we're all racist then? And I was like, no, no. he's making a really good point. And I said, I said genuinely, I said, watch it, because I think he addressed all the arguments that people normally get defensive on. Right, yeah, And, yeah, and that people yeah, say, yeah, well, yeah. you're a successful one. I mean, he kind of said, look, I'm I'm guilty here. I've not spent enough of my career pushing for diversity on my sets, yeah. pushing for women and people and all this kind of thing. And I thought his speech was amazing, but my mate was getting all annoyed. And I kind of, as I said, I called him out on it in a group message and then we had a bit of a, <laughs> and then we took a little sub message, like we took a side and had a, a, had a, a, a one-on-one chat. And he was saying, the thing is, I'm just sick of people just, calling me racist just because I'm white and this and that. And I was like, who's calling you racist? Mm. And he's like, well, and I kind of pulled it up. I was like, when was the last time someone called you racist? He was like, well, no, it's just online and that. It's like, well, no, that's just articles and people trying to sell, get clickbait type things right. and, and, and and push agendas. It's like, who actually has called you racist? And he was like, yeah, I've not, I've never had yeah. anyone actually call me racist for anything I've done. No. He was just feeling attacked as a straight white man because s- social media has made him feel that way. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. the way social media and the press continues to tick over is to make the left think the right are attacking them and the right think the left are attacking right. them. And genuinely, I think 90% of the time, they're not. No. They're really not. No. Like, like, like I hear more... Every time there's a new development in trans culture, I never hear about it from any of my trans friends. No, right. I hear about it from angry white people going, I can't believe that they want <laughs> oh, yeah, this now. Or I can't believe that they're pushing this. Or I can't believe this. Now. It's like, my trans mates don't give a fuck about any of these no. things. They're like, no, I haven't, I'm not pushing for that. I really don't care. I'm just getting on with my life. That, It'll yeah. always be the kind of older, angry white man that's going, God, they want this now. And this <laughs> no. and that. It's like, I don't think they do. It's like they, they sound like they're, they're trans people and, and people from uh, like immigrants and they're all banging on their doors going, we want this, it, we want that. Here's what like, we want. He's like, leave me alone. Yeah. It's, it's like, no, mate, you, it's not like that at all. You need to relax. Yeah. You know, just chill the fuck out a bit. Yeah. Take it, you know, you're not, you're not personally being attacked. Yeah. Change is happening. Change has to happen. Yeah, it's, it had to have happened way before this. Yeah. So now we're in the middle. You've just got to just just do your bit. Yeah. Instead of yeah. kicking against it, go. Yeah, actually, I have been benefiting from this. Yeah. You know, I've said this before. Things like you know, I as a straight white man, I could go out at night and go out unmolested. I could mm. drive my car any time of the day or night and not get worried about the police stopping me. Yeah. That's what they mean by privilege. The yeah. people go, "Well, I'm skinned." Go, yeah, I'm skinned. That's not what they mean. Yeah, they talk yeah. about yeah what the, you're able, how you're able to live your life. White privilege is one of the most annoying bits of terminology that's been invented because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so open to misinterpretation. Absolutely, it, it, it gives the clear impression that it's about oh, your life's easy and this and that. Yeah. And it's not. No, it's just there's certain things that are different and certain things that that aren't the same um, because of just skin color. But yeah, it's just 
was, I was d- d- discussing with my brother the other day the the power of of mistakes in terminology, and he mm. was saying he thinks, and he's nailed it. Really, it's really cl- cl- clever. I'm going off on tons of ta- tons of tangents here, <laughs> right. but he kind of said he's been thinking about it a lot. All the Brexit stuff, mm. and he thinks the person that is to blame is the person who came up with the term Brexit, the journalist. And he did some research. The journalist who came up with the word Brexit. Yeah. And because if we didn't have that word, there wouldn't be all these grey areas and all these people interpreting Mm. in different ways. Because when Brexit was being voted for, no one knew what Brexit was, but we could say Brexit. I want Brexit. I'm voting for Brexit. The man at the end of the road could be voting for Brexit and for him it means no more immigrants. Mm. And the man at the other end of the road could be voting for Brexit and for him it means something completely different. That's right. So that vague term caused all the problems. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're right, man. Because then when Brexit happens, well, Brexit's happened at least. It's like, if we didn't have that term, it would have said, here's what we voted for and what's happening isn't what those people voted for. (laughs) But because it was just this loose term, it's this fictional thing. It's up in this one weird word. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it now. It's the damage of these oh, of language man. in that way. God, and it really, it re- you every time you you, you you every time you mention the word Brexit, it goes either way. You get either you get anger. Anger comes along a lot. Yeah, you know, and it, and only because I'll say, why did you vote for it? Give me a reason why, a tangible reason. Because yeah. it's always a bit vague and it's always a bit like, wow, I want my country back or I want sovereignty. Or, I don't want to be governed by the EU. Like, but you didn't give a fuck about the EU on the on the 14th of June, yeah, three years ago. Yeah, you know, on a now, day-to-day yeah, basis as yeah, well. Yeah, it's like, it just, it, there's a lot, yeah. It, I mean, even now, I imagine there'll be people, people listening to this and they're going, oh, this again. Yeah. Like, like, get yeah. Brexit done. Completely, yeah, again. Which got the Tories back in power and you're like, oh, So mate. what is it? What are we talking about? What, what is this what, Brexit yeah. thing we're talking about? But again, I, I think it works on both ways. I, I remember seeing an interaction, it was either online between a, you and Jade, or Jade mm. talking about it, saying, look, it can be as bad for those who are against it. Because again, we don't know what's going to happen yet, and we don't know what... Do you know, it's not happened. Yeah. I I have that tendency to go, right, we're all, all fucked then. <laughs> it's like, well, are we? That's, yeah. that's as bad as the other side going, well, we need to do it because otherwise... We, you know, yeah. we need to get our country back, or otherwise this, this, this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the same with on the left, instantly going, "Well, that's it now. We're yeah. going to be eating out of bins <laughs> and, 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 and so on and so forth." And again, there is valid arguments for the, the problems that we're already seeing, the rising, the need for food banks and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. It is there are indications there, but still, it doesn't benefit anyone to go raging off to no, the extreme. We need to be talking to each yeah. other, and the fact that. What really? I was talking about this the other day. That we, like the planet is not the planet is like our ecosystem is fucked. We've yeah. fucked it for yeah. whatever. Whoever is to blame, like the you know the people telling us that we should consume and consume and consume, yep. and that's been ever since I can remember. They've always buy this, buy that. This will this will enhance your life. You need this, you need that, and now we're being told, oh yeah, you shouldn't have bought all that stuff. You go, you told me to buy it. Yeah. I trusted yeah. you. You told me to buy <laughs> yeah. it, and now you're telling me. I didn't oh, even want it until you told me it. about it. I didn't it. even know it existed. Yeah. I don't need to upgrade my phone 20 times a year, yeah. but you tell yeah. me I have to. Yeah. And now now I'm the problem again. It's always yeah. back on us. And we should be we should be uniting. Everybody 
politicians, everybody. And I know this is probably a hippy-dippy way of looking at it, but in order for a human race to survive, we shouldn't be having this vote for red, vote for blue. Yeah. We should all be coming together as one, the whole the whole planet, and going, we need to sort this out yeah. as one together. People being billionaires, just so they can say that they're billionaires. Yeah, it's you crazy. Know, you're like, that's all that is. It's no dick waving. Yeah. Yeah. There's so there's enough money and resources in this world for everybody. Yeah. And yet you've got you've got the pigs taking over the farm and they're just keeping it for themselves. Yeah. And it's fucked. It's yeah. fucked. We should be coming together. And now Brexit is divided us even more, even more than we already were. Yeah. And it's all it's we you know, the way we're going, we're just gonna one day we'll just not be here. Yeah. And yeah. that's what people yeah. forget. You know, these viruses come along and it'll just be it'll just be something like that. Boom, just won't be here anymore. Yeah. So we should be coming together. I completely agree. And I want to give some context as to why we've kind of j- jumped into all this. Because <laughs> from, from your show and from knowing you and from hearing you on other podcasts, it's, it's worth noting that we've both grown up around the kind of people who would be and still are possibly of the views that I now oppose. Mm. You know, I've grown up in Essex and South London... I've seen a lot of racism yeah. and a lot of homophobia and a lot of sexism. And I've seen that it's 100% inarguably wrong. Yes. But I've also seen that it doesn't always come from the stereotypical TV villain. No. And the stereotypical D- TV, he's a bad guy, he's evil. And that's not to defend anyone, but it's to say that there's a lot of people who just need or have more varied reasons for these mm. these beliefs, and again, they're all wrong reasons. Yeah, but it's yeah. not. Again, it's easy in the media and and on social media to go. Everyone who voted for Brexit is a racist. That's right. That doesn't help anything. No, of course it doesn't. Because there's a lot who weren't. Yeah. Who were just. And again, they get annoyed every time I say this. But who were just misinformed yeah. and were wrong. But I believe everyone was misinformed on Brexit. The people who voted for it and the people who voted against the it. The whole thing was a mess. Everyone was lies, misinformed, yeah. so I'm not having a go at the people who voted for it <laughs> exclusively. It's everyone was an idiot in that situation. We should never have had a say. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's that thing that they're not all racist and when we say they're all racist, it makes the actual racists think there's a lot more of them yeah. and it empowers them. And I think that's why we've seen a rise in racist events and racist attacks mm. and racist acts because they feel, oh well, from what I know, I'm 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 the majority. Yes. And I don't think that's the case. I genuinely I may be delusional there, but I don't think that's the case that the majority of this country yeah. is racist or uh, homophobic or anything else. I have to be honest and say when it when when we had the latest general election, yeah, I got really into it. I got really emotional. Yeah. And I did start calling people. I I, I even said Brexit is a racist vote. Racist yeah. racist vote. And Jade did a video of me just going mad I was yeah, in the kitchen yeah. and I'm like I can't fucking believe this fucking yeah. bullshit no one gives a shit about other people and blah 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 and then after I calmed down I'm like oh, yeah I probably shouldn't do things like that yeah. we all got it's caught natural, up in it yeah. yeah 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 there is more to it there's more There's more grey area there's more subtleties as you've said yeah so the only way and me, yeah, me standing there going you racist pricks yeah that as you said doesn't help anybody no you've got to be more open minded than that and have a look and go alright and right, again right. it's not to be delusional and think there aren't a lot of races and we haven't had a rise in that because I think we have had a rise in that kind of thing I think when I was a kid in the 80s there was a lot of racism and it seemed to go away a lot and I do think there's a rise in it now and an openness but still that doesn't mean that it's the majority no I'm baffled by the 
because I know family members, people that I've grown up with, people I was at school with, that are, I see the stuff they post online, the free Tommy Robinson stuff and the, yeah. the anti-this and, and Katie Hopkins for mayor and... And you're like, where is this? We grew up together. How is this? Yeah. How, how this have you? you gone off on that tangent? And I'm, I haven't. I, you yeah. Because and that, and I could have probably quite easily have been. Yeah. You know, if I'd have believed there, because I I do remember lot, like you said, a lot of racism, a lot of homophobia. I could have been one of those people very easily if I'd have. But there was just something in me that was like, it doesn't sound right. Yeah. And I don't know why. And it just pushed me. I just it pushed me away from these people. Yeah. And I started, I had my eyes set on London and music and, and, and I think maybe that was it. Maybe it was the fact that I was listening to a lot of diverse music. Yeah. Maybe it was that because I was always interested in the, I think I said this before, sorry, I keep saying that, but That's fine. when with like things like hip hop, when I got into hip hop and you start going, well, and then someone will go, well, that's Labby Sifri, that, that. That, yeah. that that bit there, and you go really? You go, Who's Labby Sifri? And then you go, oh right, cool, oh right. And then you, and then you you go back, and then you start going back through all the old records, and then suddenly you'll go, that's that that's that riff in that Beastie Boy song. Yeah, that's this, that's that. And I think I was lucky that I had yeah. that influence, and that's what changed. That's what kept me more open minded than most. Because I mean, it goes to exactly as you said. It makes you aware of the positives of diversity. Yeah, the improvements that your life yeah. can have and your culture can have. Yeah. from diversity, N- not this. Well, I'm fine with them being here, but they should speak English, or oh, they should course, do yeah. this, or they should do that. It's like, why? Yeah. Let's get the variation in. There's <laughs> no, nothing. Let's, better. let's mix things up a bit. Exactly. It's nothing better than when you hear someone who's speaking Arabic. Yeah. And you're like, what? Well, just sounds. It just sounds exciting. Yeah. Someone yeah. who speaks French sounds sexy, and Italians just sound passionate, and and it's all these things, and you know, and you're like, what? It, uh, what who, who doesn't want to have all this? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's such weird things to get s- stuck on. Yeah. There was I saw a TV <laughs> debate recently that was, and it was discussing would. Do you want to hear other languages when you're yeah. in your town or whatever? Like, yeah. it's like, why is? Do you care? Why would that be a thing? You're like, I just don't want to hear it. I'm sorry. It's, like, it's funny, isn't it? What? But these are the same why? people. What's the reason? Other than you've read an article that, or someone's told you that you shouldn't, that you should oppose that. Yeah. I can't see how anyone would naturally come to that. Would naturally be out and about and go, "What was that? <laughs> what was that? That didn't. What was that? that I'm, I don't like hearing that. That yeah. sound that isn't familiar to me. It's like I had that on a train. Weird. I was coming into. This is when I lived in Charlton, and I was coming into London Bridge on the train, and there was a lady speaking on her phone in her in her in her native tongue. I don't I don't know what it was. Yeah, but there was a couple sat opposite me, and they were they were getting annoyed and they were pissed as well. Yeah, and she just went speak English. Like that, and I just was just looking out the window, and there's another guy next to them, this young guy, and he was like looking at me all big eyed, like shit. And then the guy which she was with, he starts going, "Yeah, speak fucking English." And then I just went, "Are you too fucking mad?" Yeah. And then, what, what, what? I went, "Why are you being like that? Why are you being racist?" They're like, "Why? What's it got to do with you?" I went, "Because you're being fucking pigs. You're yeah. being pigs." Yeah. And he went, "All right." He goes, "We'll get off and have a fight this year. We're going to fight me on the platform, are you, dickhead?" <laughs> and it was. I got and then and then I realised that no one else was like backing me up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got off and I was livid. But, I'm, but yeah, why? How can you just be? The guy was Irish as well. Yeah, you're like, dude, your your accent to, to other people's is probably a bit yeah. odd. Why are you annoyed? Yeah, my accent probably sounds odd to some people yeah. when I'm in, like, say, I'm up north or something like that, or I'm yeah. abroad. 
this this weird, you know, you don't sound like me, so I don't like you. Yeah. Fucking madness. And it's just, again, it's the stuff that I think that we're just told to be annoyed about and we just go along with it. Yeah. There's so much stuff that it's like, I can't see that anyone would naturally have come to any of these conclusions. No. It's just something else is making them go, well, I'm meant to be offended by that or annoyed at that. Yeah. Or whatever else. I, had, I, was, I was chatting with... I was having a bit of a chat online the other day because um, I just did a tweet just saying it's kind of it's peak s- s- social media entitlement when you see people getting annoyed at how long or how much people are mourning something. Oh, right. Because I okay. saw people getting annoyed at people still mourning Kobe Bryant. Right. And I don't really know about him. No. I wasn't really, I, it's, you know, is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I saw people getting annoyed that people were, and I still did this tweet as someone. People were responding saying, the thing is, the thing that annoys me is when I see mates who I know aren't even that big a fan and they're being heartbroken and all that. And I just, just messed back going, why do you care? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, why do you care? It's like, yeah, but, you know, they don't really... It's like, but why do you care? <laughs> why does it affect... Just let them do it. Yeah. If if, if their mourning is genuine or ingenuine, just let them do it. Just do it. Yeah, why, yeah. why Why? do you... Yeah, again, someone's <laughs> told you that you should be annoyed at that. It's like, it doesn't matter. No. Nah. It doesn't matter. If they are or aren't, how how little or how much someone yeah. is mourning over something, it shouldn't be something... It's something that social media has made us yeah. think that we should get annoyed about. It's like, I've not seen you post um, RIP um, about this person. It's like, yeah, all right. What do you mean? What's, there's nothing to do with it. Why do, we, why do we care? Why are we so in each other's business? I and I found... I did that a couple of years ago. Someone, someone died, and I wasn't a massive fan. I just knew who they were. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's a shame, RIP, blah, blah. And then I'm like, why have I posted that? Yeah. I'm not, I wasn't into them. Yeah. Why am I getting involved in this? This is just, oh, I need it. It's subconsciously, there's like, oh, that'll get a bit of attention. I need to let people know I cared. Yeah. I was into that, yeah. And you're like, what the fuck, man? So I deleted it and come away from it. But the other thing is as well, all these people dying, it's very, it's very sad. But then as soon as someone goes, oh, RIP, blah, 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 someone, a lot of this is happening now. They go, oh, yeah, but he attacked this woman. Yeah. I know he did that. They had Kurt Douglas and they yeah, said yeah, about yeah, Kobe yeah, yeah. as well. And you're like, fuck me. You can't, you can't say this. You yeah. can't say that. And you, or, or, or again, you know, another one that comes up a lot is, you know, 100 people died in, in Sudan. Yeah. Yeah. Last yeah. Week. Why, why have you said them? It's like, Again, it, like these things, there isn't a, a monopoly on on mourning no. or sadness. It doesn't have to be a you didn't care about this, but you care about this. It's yeah. and equally, I might care greatly about that. I just might not have tweeted yeah. about it. I might have if talked you, about it with my mates or taken yeah. some action or done something in my private if life. If you're just, a decent human being, you give a fuck about the kids in Syria yeah. getting killed on their way to school. Yeah, that should be understood. That that yeah, of course you give a shit about that, but. That, I don't need to tweet about that every yeah. day. You should just understand that I... Do you know what? I'm a, I'm a decent human being. Yeah. You should probably get understand that from anything else that I do. Yeah. So you're going to know, when I see pictures of kids getting blown up, I get affected by that. It breaks my heart that, that we have this shit going on in the world, that there are there's still kids in cages that are separated from their families. And that, of course, it bothers me. But I don't need to tell you that every day. You should just assume. Yeah. You know? You have to be so sure that the person you're saying RRP about is someone that was that was that had a clean slate, yeah, and yeah, done anything. It's impossible. Yeah, and it's impossible because you, t- you start to realise, you go, fuck me, most men have been pricks. Yeah, yeah completely. Yeah. It's, it's the assumptions of social media, though. I remember I, I got a lot of backlash a little while ago because I tweeted 
Boris Johnson just saying, apologise for... It was something he said mm. at the time. Just apologise for that. It's yeah. unacceptable. Um, and I had loads of people tweet me. But loads of them were tweet me saying, um, so you're fine with Corbyn oh. saying something racist. And the, the best part was, the tweet I'd done before that was to, to Jeremy Corbyn just saying... <laughs> apologise for the anti-Semitism stuff. Like, you're just dodging the questions. If you just apologise, it's dealt with. And it's just so funny that it's like, either side. I'd have people, because of that tweet to Corbyn, go, oh, so it's okay for Boris to do this and that. And I'm like, no, I tweeted him as well. (laughs) You know, and and I didn't do it as a public thing. I I did it direct. So so it wasn't a trying to make a big deal. It was just, I'd been watching a a load of stuff that day. And I was like, oh, on the Corbyn one, I knew he followed me, so I was like, I know it's not actually going to make a difference, but mm. seeing one more voice just saying, just deal just with it, just don't yeah. hide from it, just say, yeah. look, I don't think there's been any anti-Semitism, but if there has, it's fucking not on, and I apologise, and I'm going to do so, rather than going, you know, hiding yeah. from it. But Exactly that, why didn't you? Why didn't you just do that? Yeah, just deal with it. It's um, yeah, And you can't, like, you might read something about, from whatever side, like I'll give an example. Yesterday, uh, Simon Evans, fellow comic, yeah, um, he did this. He wrote this wonderful piece about uh, Jordan Peterson. Yes, and it's about the fact that you know Jordan's been. He, he, he was talking about the essay something like that, and a lot of people don't like him because of the stuff he said about the trans language yeah. and things like that. Yeah. But you read the piece, and it's it one. It was wonderfully written, mm. really beautiful piece, and he was talking about the fact that. You know, Jordan Peterson, despite what you might think, he's still a human being and he's had his own problems. Like his wife is terminally ill. He himself has been really ill. He's gone to, he had to go to, um, to go somewhere else to get the treatment because they don't do it where he's from and, and his daughter's not well or whatever. And it was all these things. You know, basically, he's, he should be shown some compassion, you know, and, and mm. you know, everyone's talking about be kind, be kind, but they kind of pick and choose yeah. who they're going to, but me, by me sharing that post, people go, you're a fan of Jordan Peterson. Mm. You're clearly a right-wing, you clearly got right-wing yeah. views. No, yeah. I haven't. Yeah. I like that piece. It was a wonderful, yeah. especially in 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 the in light of what's happened over the weekend with poor Caroline Flat. you know, yeah. it's... Well, again, it's a prime know, example yeah. of it, of people angry at what happened to Caroline Flack because of the pylons on social media and their yeah. response is to pile on... Piers Morgan or yeah. Dan Wooten or whoever these people are. And these aren't people I'm a fan of at all. No. But the clear irony of piling on because you don't approve of people piling on someone <laughs> and saying you, you need to remember that these people are human, but then not remembering that those people... And again, you know, I do feel that those people mentioned are the villains of the piece yes. at times because they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they do do that for a living. But... There's good, you've got to see the irony in in, in someone who was hounded by the media and equally by social media yeah. that your response is to then hound another human on social media exactly to try and yeah. get get equality. Yeah, yeah, none of this is in my notes for what we're going to talk about. We're, <laughs> we're literally thirty five <laughs> minutes in and we've not touched a thing, but we don't get to catch up much. So it's no, just man. nice to have a proper chat, and um, <laughs> it's one of the things. I loved about your Fringe show. And your Fringe show, it's, it's, you're doing a run of it at the Soho That's Theatre, right, yes. which is one of the reasons I wanted to, to get you on now. Nice one, Because I really wanted to get anyone I can, even if it's one extra person along, I wanted to get that one extra person along because I was only at the Fringe really briefly this year. I think I saw four shows and yours was, was one of them. And I loved it. 
because it was ex- exactly this. It was human discussion and conversation on topics, mm. making serious points, but obviously wonderfully f- funny along the way, but not feeling like it's preaching, not feeling like it's trying to be woke for woke's sake and stuff yeah, like that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It, it just felt very real. So how was it to do to do the Fringe? And you got amazing reviews and some well. really good good yeah. responses. But the beauty of the Fringe, you know, I'm making this a really long question now, but a lot of that came after you'd been really open about poor ticket sales and oh, how yeah, much of a struggle it was. Yeah. So it was kind of a beautiful thing to see that, number one, the openness of that, because we've just, we talked very early on about how when you're on tour, you just talk about how, how well things are going. That's right, yeah. And that can be the fringe. And every comedian I talk to has a love-hate relationship, probably heavier on the hate yeah, with man. the fringe, because it can be really tough yeah. and really heartbreaking. Yet you don't see that in the promotional packages. No. And you kind of did that. You kind of made that part of your promotion in a way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, inadvertently as well. It was... Because I've been... I've been a comic for 15 years. So, you know, you, you're always... You're, you know, you're, right from day one, you're pushing because you want to you want to be a better comic, you want to do the better gigs, you want to start making money from it, you know, you want it to be your livelihood, and then you get to Edinburgh, and I'd been up to Edinburgh, the first time I ever went to Edinburgh was like 2006, and I went up with Just a Tonic to do flyering and promotion for them. Mm-hmm. So I, I wasn't really a comic then, I only just started. So I got to see the, the, the workings of the festival, yeah. and it's, it's you're in a city full of people that you know, full of colleagues and friends. Mm-hmm. and But now and again, you'll find yourself stood in the doorway in the pouring rain and you just feel so alone. Mm. And you see everybody else selling what they're doing. They're like, everyone's selling out, everyone's doing this, everyone's doing that. And that's what was happening. That's, I, I went back up in 2014 with my first show and I did it completely wrong. I was in a venue that was miles out of the city. I, would, I didn't put the time and date on my flyers. I didn't really know what I was doing. I hadn't written a show. I just went up there and thought I'll just wing it. Because mm. you go, oh, I could talk for 20 minutes. Sure, I could do it for an hour. And you can't. Yeah. You cannot go up there. <laughs> Unless you're Ross Noble yeah. or Russell Hicks or someone like that. Yeah. It's, it's hard, man. So I went up there and made all the mistakes. <laughs> I've pissed every day. I was just, I, I remember crying on the meadows, just sat on this bench crying because I was just pissed every day and just, and yeah. just, I was exhausted and my marriage was in a bit of a bad way and, and Robin Williams died and that's what triggered it. Robin Williams died and I was crying and I'm like, I loved him. I didn't love him that, like that. Why yeah. am I crying? Yeah. So, so then I've made all the mistakes in Edinburgh and then last year I just bumped into a few people and they were already struggling on like day two. Yeah. And then I'd heard stories of someone else that I know who was already talked about going home. And I was just walking back and I just thought, I'm going to say something because this is day two. Yeah. These are just preview nights. This isn't even the festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I'm like, so I just, I, I, I typed it out and I said to Jade, I'm going to put this out. And she went, you can't do that. That's You've got to, nah, because people think you're weak and you're failing and you're this yeah. and you're that. I'm like, no, nah, I've got a feeling people need to know. And I just put it out. And I thought, well, hopefully if someone somewhere reads it. And what was the tweet? What, what, it was what? just saying, look, you know, I had, I, had, uh, I had two people in my show yesterday. I had nine people today or something like that. But 
it's just how it is. It's the festival. Yeah. Don't get caught up in it. It's the, you know, don't let it get to you. Yours isn't the show that's being ignored. Loads of people are on the, in the same boat. Something like yeah. that. Because all the, the the posts always come when you make it onto the sold out board. Yeah. Or, or when you've yeah, got you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's again, it's natural and human. It's not it arrogant. Is. It's that excitement because you know it's a struggle. Yeah. I remember the excitement when I was doing it, and when my name went up on the sold out board a few times I'd be like yeah. I'd be there every day having a little look going of course you oh wow fuck that's great yeah. this has happened but yeah you're completely right that's the bit that you hear about yeah. and there's going to be you don't think in the moment about the fact there's going to be hundreds of comedians potentially potentially tens or hundreds of your friends yeah. seeing that post and being broken by of course they are because they're seeing the even they love you and they're supportive but they're seeing the sold out board of three of their mates who they've gigged with yeah who they feel on a level with and they had two people in exactly there there's you know you're you know inside you you want to be successful you have that that image of you get into edinburgh and a whole festival goes you're here yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. And then everyone goes, quick, <laughs> Rich Wilson's here. Yeah. And everyone piles guys, in. Yeah, guys, he's, he's here. here. <laughs> and then everyone piles into your show and they and they carry you out on their shoulders every day. And, and then just, just every time you open your, the door of your accommodation, there's another award by the door and all the newspapers yeah. are singing your praises. Oh, God, yeah. And that's, that's how you want it to be. But in reality, in reality you're... There'll be someone who will be the toast of the festival. Yeah. Some it will click. Like Phil Wang was last year. Yeah. Lauren Patterson was before. They're, and they're the ones. And that's who everyone's talking about. And, and that'll happen That'll happen to one or two people. Yeah. The rest of you, if you can get people in and you, you're, you know, you're making some money you, and, and people are getting to know that you, your work and what you're doing, you know, you're, you're building a momentum. You yeah. know? And that's how I feel. That's what happened last year. I just felt... I've got a little bit more momentum, more people. Because before that, I'd done the free fringe. And the free fringe is great, but no one comes to see you on the free fringe. No industry will come. Yeah. And that's that's why we were like, right, this year, not last year, going to do Gilded Balloon, paid venue. Mm-hmm. And they and, and just, just doing that elevates you, you yeah. know. It, it costs money, but the industry starts taking you seriously. Yeah. You go, oh, he actually gives a shit about this. Yeah. All right, let's see what he's, let's see what he's made of. So, so how was it when that tweet got a positive reaction and got and got some press and got things yeah. like that? And, and you know, you when I came to see you, it was I think it was sold out. Yeah, it if was, not, yeah. it was very near. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it was it was a rammed one. So, and it wasn't like it was one of the main. Like you know, you have the main ones of this of this of the festival. That's, That's like, right. Yeah. Here's the weekends that are always going to be your biggest crowd. Yeah. It was like it was a fairly regular Thursday or something, or That's a Friday or, or or something like that. So, yeah, how was it when after you probably had trepidation about being open about it? How was it when the reaction was really positive and the press got behind it and yeah. things like that? I was really surprised. Yeah. To be fair, I was really because you just go, ah, oh, it's just a tweet. I'm just, I just. Just putting this out there. I just want people to know that they're not they're not alone. Yeah. We're in this together, and just take your time and everyone. And that was it. I was literally walking back to where we were staying, and I just didn't think anything more about it. And then, the, and then the next morning, I sort of looked at my phone. And I'm like, holy shit! And I was getting messages from people. Yeah. And Rich, you know, nice one, man. Because you don't. I didn't realize how people saw me. You kind of you think yeah. I know one knows who the fuck I am. Yeah, but. If you're in the industry, you know you know people, and you see them on a certain level. I, you know, people see me as you know a top MC or whatever they see yeah, me yeah, as. Yeah. 
and I was really that surprised me that people knew who I was and actually yeah. took time to read it and actually took stock in it and just went oh that's that's nice yeah, yeah. I had people coming up to me all, all over the first go look you don't know me but nice one for that it, it really is. made me feel better yeah. and that made my festival I was elated yeah. just by that yeah. it really it was beautiful yeah. it was a beautiful moment man I love it yeah. so did you feel pressure this year at the festival because it felt like from talking to you it felt like you knew this year you had a really fucking good show yeah well that you would also know how there's a good chance no one's going to come and see it and that's more heartbreaking (laughs) because i know because you came from being more a gigging club comic comic rather than putting on your hour-long show type comic so it felt like when you might have done it previously it's like well i'm just doing some jokes yeah. I'm doing this, whereas this year it felt like you'd put together a show, you had yes. artwork that reflected the show, you had a name that reflected the show, you knew you'd done a fucking show. Yeah. So then it must feel, I don't know, for some reason more pressure. Like, I want people to actually see this. Right? Obviously you're a comedian, so you always want people there. Yeah. But this year you're like, I've, honestly, this is, <laughs> this is the one. This is, this is the one. <laughs> Next year might not be this good. Last yeah. year wasn't, you know, or whatever. It's like, this is the one. You, I need you to come and see this. Yeah. Well, that's it. It was, there was pressure <laughs> because it was, it's a culmination of 15 years work. Yeah. It's, it's my show. This, the show last year was, had morphed from my previous shows and become yeah. last year's show. And it's yeah. like, that's it. That's the one. Now, this year, I've got to do a whole new show. Yeah. It's all about honesty, funnily enough. Yeah. Uh, which is what, which was triggered from last year's show. But it's, it's all new, it's all new stuff. Yeah. So last year was the one. It's like, that's my, that's my debut album. Yeah. Yeah. It's got all my greatest hits on it. It's yeah. got all the tracks that you might have heard somewhere. Oh, I love it when he does that yeah. bit. That's all on that. So yeah. there was a pressure. Yeah. Uh, but the other side of it as well, with trying to tell yourself, because it's easy to get caught up in the talk of awards and nominations. Yeah. And, and, and I try to just take a step back from all that and go, look, that's not, that's not why I'm here. Yeah. You know, I want people to know what I do. I want, I want things to come from this. Yeah. That doesn't mean the walls and things like that. But yeah, I think a lot of people that if they go up, I know people that have gone up there with, with that in their heads going, I'm going to get nominated. This is, if I'd have done that, I'd have been yeah. fucked. Yeah. Cause that show had it been me from a couple of years ago, I'd have gone, this is the one. I'm going to get fucking yeah. nominated with and this one. And then when you're not, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And then you're up, you're going to get, you're up, you're up for a kick in if you do that. Yeah. Or the, you know? From what I've seen of the festival is, again, I adore it. Everyone on the yeah. podcast gets a little bit annoyed because I'm just in, in love with the fringe, regardless of the good and the bad. Um, but I think one of the most damaging things is when you get a walled buzz. Yes. Because that's the thing that can be really crushing. I remember the year I was up there, Brett Goldstein's show at that point was fucking amazing and it got the buzz and there was a lot of talk and there was a few others that were all amazing and got buzz but then didn't get the nomination. And I think that can be just, it can take the wind out your your sails of your show. You've got to still perform this. And in a way, if you hadn't had that buzz, you'd be performing every night It'd be great. Yeah. People are loving it, but because you start to have that distraction of that sprinkling of you might be up for yeah. this, this non-existent thing, this fictional thing <laughs> that we've made up in yeah. our head, you might be in with a chance of being considered <laughs> of being in the book. You know, yeah. it's like it's... I saw that. I saw that happen to a couple of people last year where 
and I remember being in being in artist bars and being wherever, and the names, the same names, were getting banded around. You know, yeah. and yeah, you get, you get, you're gonna, of course, you're gonna believe the hype. Of course, yeah. you are. Yeah. I would have done. I yeah. would have been really swept up in it. Yeah, but I'm glad. I'm glad not to have had that. It yeah. would have been nice. Of course, it would. You know, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, don't get me wrong, but the fallout from that, like you say. Yeah. I saw these people after the nominations had been announced and they weren't even they weren't even nominated. Yeah. And yeah. I, one I was surprised. I'm like, fuck, I thought they were gonna be the ones, but yeah, I thought you so were that it. must have been horrendous on it's their Such a weird health. world. It's such a weird world that yeah. they're all thrown up there in competition without being in competition and oh, it's oh, yeah, man. it's a bizarre one. So 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 what are you doing at the Soho Theatre? Is that that's last year's that's show. That's last year's show. Yeah, this is gonna be Death the comes in. This is gonna be the last this is gonna be it, the last time I do it. Yeah. It's the big hurrah. Yeah. Rich Wilson arrives in the West End. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, but it, it is beautiful because, yeah. again, as someone who has been MC, you know, small slots, a lot of comedy That's shows it. for many years, it is a completely different thing. It's not just another gig. It's not, yeah. oh, I'm going to be on, here's my gigs for the whole year. Here's the times I'm in London this year. It's like, no, these are the, yeah. these are the nights it. that it's, it's, it's the big one kind of thing. It's exciting. And it's wow. somewhere I never thought I'd be. And this comes from the show last year. This yeah. just literally comes from a few people had said, you should go and check out Richie's show. I think he's, yeah. I think he's, he's doing all right. And it was Steve Locke and, and, and Kate uh, from the Soho theatre. They just, they just turned up and they sat in the front and I, you know, and I, I go, look, this is. I just want to make you laugh. This is all this show is, yeah. and um, and they were laughing, and it was beautiful. And yeah. then they were like, "We really want this to come to Soho Theatre." I was like, "Fucking yeah!" So that to me, yeah. that was better than a nomination or an award. That's like, that's that's because you know, I'm working class. I never thought I'd even be doing the Edinburgh Festival. Never even thought yeah. I'd be a comic. So to get from being Johnny Jonglers and people lump you in with, you know, like normal, like middle of the road comedy or whatever they do to get someone to go come and do it at this theater is, yeah. is, I, I, it's indescribable. Yeah. I can't tell you how mind blowing it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had many people over the years go, yeah, well, you're this, you're that, you're too old, you're white, you're this and whatever. Yeah. So the, for them to take a chance and go, we're going to put you on. Yeah. Is, is next level. Next I love level. it. Yeah, man. I love it. It's exciting. So yeah. then, after that, is is it all all eyes on on continuing to prep next year's show? Yeah, that's it. That started last year in Edinburgh. Right, right. I already, I had the idea, and then because of the because of the tweet, I was like, honesty, honesty. Yeah, we need to be more yeah. honest. And that's where I'm at at the minute, being really honest with myself. I've it's what I love about it. I, yeah. I I I love it about that sh- show as well. And there's, I made a note of it because. And in my note, I say, I don't know if I want to discuss this or not. Right. And because we're so far in, I don't think we do. Because <laughs> there's, there's, there's a story in the show that yeah. is kind of a big one and there's a big reveal. Oh, right. And yeah, it's yeah, when yeah. you were younger and working in, 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 in a sauna. Yeah. And it's wonderful. And I think it's genuinely important to hear stories like that that aren't... It sounds weird to say it's not played for laughs because it's a comedy mm, show. But yeah. it's not played for laughs in the way... It might have been played for laughs yeah. ten years ago it's in the not, East End or yes. wherever. Do you know what I mean? Or there's no shame in it. Yeah. It's a story that, yeah, it feels like five to ten years ago. And uh, if you can't make it to 
see that show. You do talk about it on Richard Herring's That's right, podcast. Yes. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I was aware there's a, there's other places it's available. Yeah. but there's, Yeah, there's no spoilers. Yeah, yeah, but that's it. I think it's, it's, it's the honesty on things like that that I think is really important. Again, coming from someone... Who sounds and looks like you? Yeah, <laughs> again, exactly. that's, that's not meaning to sound no, like an insult, not? but if it's some very twenty twenty looking, uh, a Noel Fielding t- yeah. a, a type comedian. I know he's older than he looks anyway, but and has been around <laughs> as long. You know, he's been around years, but he's certainly got that look where anything that touches upon sexuality or any of these other things would be completely expected and it's kind of there but when you are kind of got the the look and sound of of blokes yeah. of blokes talking in a pub i think it's really important and that was the bit that i was like oh, i love that <laughs> i love that that was such a good and it's done really well again if it wasn't so well written and structured and well revealed i wouldn't be avoiding yeah. you know talking about it but it's like i don't want to ruin that for <laughs> even for just those people who can be in that room at that time i'd rather they all get to enjoy it but it's the honesty there so was that kind of was doing a show like that kind of a a, a start mm. to guide you to go right actually this is the more particularly with hour-long shows yeah you can be more honest and more yeah. open it's not like you your 15s or 20s on 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 the club circuit it's like right i can really, really i can tell them a lot about myself and and yeah. go in and it's i didn't like myself for years because i was up to no good i was fucking around and i was doing things because i wasn't happy and i hadn't dealt with stuff from from way back in my past so i've i messed up a lot of relationships and i and I, I hurt a lot of people not on purpose i was just selfish and mm. and and then when my marriage broke down, it was that moment. I was like, right, right, okay. She was a really special person. Why did you, why did you fuck that up? Mm. And then meeting Jade and Jade was, Jade took me to one side and she's just like, look, you're a decent person. I see it in you. But for some reason, you're doing all these prick, all this prick stuff. Yeah. Go and talk to someone. So I went and had counselling and then that's where all that came from. It was like, I started to find out about myself, started to like myself and then started to realise that Okay, yeah, I can tell the story because there's other people that are in the same situation. Yeah, yeah. especially I'm I'm basically a van driver from Kent. That's who I am, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that's always all, all, I've ever, all I've ever been. And and so that story with the sauna, it, I had it for ages, and I told Jade a version of it. I said, "Oh, I got this guy touched my dick for a hundred pounds," <laughs> and she said at the time, she went, "That doesn't make sense." I'm like, "Well, you know, that's how it was, that was." And we went to see Sophie Willen at so- Soho yeah. Theatre. And Sophie talks about being a, a sex worker, talks about her mum's struggles with narcotics and, and things like that. And I'm sat there and I'm watching it and people were falling around laughing. Yeah. One, because Sophie's a brilliant comic, but the way she was telling these stories about being a sex worker, I was like, holy shit, this is fucking inspirational. Yeah, yeah. There's no looked, shame or taboo on these no, things where there it, would normally be. Exactly. And it was like, oh, wow. Even if it's presented in comedy, yeah. it'll often be with a little bit of a... Yeah. A, a little bit of shame or a little bit of <laughs> I'm laughing to make me feel more comfortable rather That's than is some stuff that happened. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Isn't this mad? Yeah. And I leaned over to Jade and I just, and I'm in the middle of the show and I went, you know that story I told you? She went, yeah, yeah. I went, oh, he, he sucked me off. And she went, I fucking knew it. And I went, and I leaned back in and I went, twice. She went, you prick, you fucking prick. And after that, I told her the story and she went, why aren't you telling this story? Yeah. yeah. And so it, it, I want it to be I get people coming up all the time like 
gay men and and that come up and go, mate, it's just it's just refreshing to hear someone that sounds like my dad. Yeah, talking about the time he got noshed off for hundred quid, and it, yeah, it's a funny story. Yeah, it's ridiculous, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. And I, because I'm more comfortable with myself and yeah. my sexuality and, and, and whatever else, it's like, you go, yeah, I could tell that story because yeah, it's not it offensive happens. to anyone. Yeah. The, the, the funny thing is me being in that situation in the first place and just, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, because you know, your sexuality is irrelevant. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. And that's yeah. the point. Completely. I don't want, you know, there's, there should be more people. That's why I did a podcast. More people that sound like a van driver from Kent talking yeah. about crying and yeah. and getting wanked off by a fella. <laughs> it's what I mean. Let's let's touch upon the podcast. It's called Insane in the in the Membrane, and I think it's fantastic. I think the the James Acaster episode is absolutely amazing. Um, and I'm I'm having James back on the podcast. Kind of, in a way, I see it as a follow up to your chat on Insane nice. in the Membrane because you were chatting to him before his tour that's right yeah. and i chatted to him just socially a bit during his tour and i know he struggled a bit he there did, were things yeah. and it was amazing hearing your podcast after the tour had happened because he talks about his nerves over some of the stuff he gets into because yeah. it's his most personal tour and he was aware that because he's got to that commercial level of being on tv and that there's going to be certain crowds there who aren't ready for what he's going to go into who are going to be more the heckling type crowds and he was aware that at some point during the gig he's going to realize what kind of crowd it is and then realize he has to be this open and tell these stories that as it turns out i think he's talked about a bit he probably wasn't ready to be to be telling on stage yet you know yeah yeah and and, and that's it He, he wasn't at that place so it made it really hard for him as a tour and made it really vulnerable because he'd get halfway through and be thinking I don't want to do the second half of this gig because yeah. I know what I have to say <laughs> and with the greatest respect I don't want to say it to these people yeah. there's certain people in this crowd who aren't the kind of people I want to be this open with and this vulnerable with because they're hecklers and they're yeah. and that yeah. kind of thing and it was amazing hearing that that conversation and as I was discussing before before we started the Michael Smiley chat is one of I've recommended it to so many people that was a good one um, yeah. I thought the, the 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 Tez one which might have been the first that I was think, the first the, the one, Tez ever, one yeah first one ever recorded because again it was just comfortably discussing on that one the thing that got me was talking about all the Me Too stuff yeah because it was openly again as we were doing early on openly saying look it's fucked up all this stuff that's happened but also it's a bit it can be a bit nerve wracking yeah. now, yeah. not knowing what I can, and you know, knowing yeah. that I'm not, a, I'm not one of those. It's not that's that right. I've got some big secret and this and that, <laughs> but knowing, <laughs> yeah, but knowing that it's like, right, is everything all right? And again, the kind of conclusion that you come to was, yes, yeah, fine, because you're good people. Yeah, you don't actually have anything that's to worry it. about. But it's natural to have that initial moment of, yeah. oh, can I do this or can I do that? Now that gets put to extremes when people are like you can't even hold a door open for a woman anymore, you'll get, you'll get sued and all that kind of shit. It's like, no, you won't. No, but it's natural to have those moments of caution and then have that reassurance of, no, actually, yeah. you're a good person. It's yeah. going to be... Ask questions. It's all fine. Ask questions. Yeah. Ask questions. That's what I've learned. And I know that's very difficult for some people. Yeah. I suppose because, you know, I, I do comedy, so I'm a bit more... I'm fundamentally a shy person. 
so it's, it's taken me a lot to start doing comedy and being a comedian. But through doing that, it's made me more, I'm a bit more brave to ask questions. Yeah. And that's why I have the people I have on. Like with Tez, I don't know anything about being a Muslim. So yeah. it was like, okay, tell me about it. I don't understand yeah. it. I don't know where, I don't know. Because you get told the stuff from the media going, oh, they lock their women under under the stairs and they and they do this and they do that. Yeah. You go no. Actually, speak to someone who has that, who's, who has those beliefs, and go. Is this tr- is this true? And they'll go, no, you prick, don't yeah. be daft. Yeah. Do you not do you not eat for six months? And go, no, you idiot. That's not yeah. what happens. Yeah. And that's why I have these people on because I want to uh, learn. Yeah. I well, learn with every every guest. Having that openness yeah. and, and, and questions, I loved it. I had, I had Jordan Gray on my podcast right, yeah. years back, and it's someone I'd love to hear on Insane in the Membrane. Yeah, and we're going to sort it's it out. It's a kind yeah. of weird, confusing one because you generally talk to other men and mm. Jordan. Jordan, the first time I met her many years ago, I've now found out I'd met her, she was male, but right. she's transitioned into a woman um, and obviously has always been a woman in, 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 in some way. But when I had her on, it was great because I felt comfortable enough to just ask her all these questions. Yeah. And she really early on had to say, I just need to be clear, Pip, I can answer these for me. I can't speak... For trans culture in general, because yeah, right. again, you get that in your head. If it's something that's alien to you, you think. So, what do trans people think about this, <laughs> and what do trans people yeah. think about that? And she was like, "I can tell you what I think about this, and I can tell you what I think about that." Yeah. And again, it's that that, that kind of thing. It's so easy to be blind to and ignorant to, but this safe space discussion yeah. is the only way we get past all of that. Absolutely. If, if if because of social media you're scared to ask any of these questions because they'll call me homophobic or they'll call me racist or they'll call me this or that, that's when the ignorance grows yes, and exactly, festers yeah. and develops and things like that. Yeah. So, so, what? How have you found doing a podcast? Because um, you're probably talking to a lot of people that you know reasonably well, mm. but in ways you've never talked to them. In the it's, past, yeah. There's some. Someone said to me recently. They said there's something about you, Rich, that is very disarming. You're kind of you're very welcoming, and yeah. suddenly people do feel they can open up, and they'll be saying stuff they never even knew they were going to say. Yeah. And it, I think it's just because I want. I don't know what it, I don't know. It's I, I'm interested in people. I want to yeah. learn about people. You know, yeah. and like talking to you, for example, I was a big fan of your work for many years, yeah. and then so then getting to sit down with you. And talk about you, the yeah. person behind this wonderful music that you created, fascinated me. Yeah, you know, and yeah. you know, talk about your your stammer and, and yeah. you know that, and 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 how honest you were about that, and 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 I come away feeling enriched. I'm like, oh wow, I really feel I've I've gained something from being in that person's life for a bit. Yeah, and that's what I get from the podcast. Everyone that comes on, it's not about me. It's yeah. about the person, yeah. And talk about that. Like Pierre Novelli was our guest last week, and I've he got was that a, downloaded. I've not listened so to it. Good. I did a gig with Pierre a little while back, and he was wonderful. He's I, I so hadn't good. met him before, but he's yeah. fucking great. He's one of the best underrated comics we yeah. have. He's so yeah. funny. He's also he's got yeah. a podcast with F- F- Phil Wang, That's who right. you mentioned earlier. So is that Best Buds That's podcast? Yeah, I think yeah, it yeah. Is. So yeah, two shout top, out to that. Two top comics. Yeah. And Pierre, yeah, Pierre's from South Africa. I only know about the murder and death and, yeah. and apartheid of South Africa. So getting Pierre on and talking to me about that and me asking, you know, like, so is this, if I go and get a pint of milk, will I get shot? You know, yeah. it's because you don't know. And, it, yeah. and it's a bit like the same with trans, with the trans thing. I don't know. I don't, I don't know enough about it. it, it, it I, I'm fascinated with it. 
I, at the weekend, we were, Jade and I were away with a, with a comic called Jenny B Side. Yeah. And Jenny B Side, uh, she, uh, she, she says, I'm a girl, I'm a woman. But when you look at her, and she looks and sounds like me, like yeah. a guy who's got pink hair, but she says, I, I, I'm a woman yeah. inside. And I'm yeah. like, I don't even know where, where to begin with that. Yeah. So we yeah. had some wonderful conversations this weekend going, how does it... Yeah. How does it feel then? Because yeah. we talk about that, for instance, the clothing. And I said this at the weekend. If you get a piece of fabric and I make a blouse and I make a shirt out of that same fabric, it's the same fabric. Yeah. Yet you're, if you put that on, you go, yeah, I'll put this on because I'm a woman and it makes me feel like yeah. a woman. And I'm like, how? Yeah. How does that work? Yeah. And yeah. it's things like that. I'm like, I don't get it because I'm not that. So... But don't be. I, I, but I'm not. I'm not going. Oh, that's fucking stupid. It's just no. The same exactly. Thing. It's I'm the like, openness. I'm fascinated by yeah. it. Yeah. And that's it. And that's what's key is I think you've got a really good way of asking the right questions somehow that don't feel in that. You know, there are, you'll go deep. There's no kind mm. of boundaries, but don't feel intrusive. I had um, I had a comment on Instagram recently. I've not mentioned this. Hang on, but I've been thinking about it a bit over the weekend. Because, again, it's about the, the, the right questions. And when, and when you yeah. mention my stutter, I'm like, I've always said I'm so happy to talk about my stutter to anyone. I talk about it all the time on the yeah. podcast. But, but I had someone leave an Instagram co- comment. And it's, th- th- this isn't hating on them at all if you're listening. But the comment was just, hey, man, quick question. Has your stutter got worse recently? Because I've been listening and it feels like it's got a lot worse. Um, but I wasn't sure if I'm just, if I'm wrong there. And I didn't answer because I was like, I'd, and I was thinking on 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 a drive after I'd read it, I was like, "What's the possible benefit of that question?" <laughs> yeah, like, all that's going to do is maybe go, "All oh, right, I'm stuttering more, am I? Oh, wicked!" And, you and again, I'm really, yeah, that's it. I'm really open to talk about it, but I was like, "That's not a question that's actually going to help in any no. way or go anywhere." And it's like, maybe it was a oh. maybe they thought so. I don't know. It, it, it was edit. such an odd one. Oh, yeah. That was it. I was like, I didn't want to get angry at them or say anything. So I didn't respond because I was like, number one, I don't know if it has. I don't mm. listen back to my own podcasts. No. I'm not making a note of when I stutter in life. <laughs> but it was one of them. I was like, I don't know how to respond to that because I don't want to be snarky because, again, I yeah. like openness and this yeah. kind of thing. But it was one of them. I was thinking on the drive. I was like, but when you were writing that question, what was the possible Maybe it came benefit. from a pair of... Well, I, yeah. I, it came from a, a place of care. Yeah, yeah. Like, care or curiosity, is everything you, okay? Yeah, yeah. You're right, because you seem to be... Yeah. It's just it's... a curious one. I always remember I did... I've talked about this a bit, but um, I did a... I talked to a guy about... Who's doing a book on pod, on stutters. And um, he asked a question at the end. And I, it's one of the few times I've kind of said privately to my family and things like that is like that was a that guy is asking a bad question to people right, in stutter because yeah. his question at the end was if you could get rid of your stutter like that would you or wouldn't you and the right. thing is you obviously would yeah it's not something that gives me any actual benefits i'm not i'm fine with it and i don't yeah have loads of therapy to try and get rid of it i just live with it but if the question is would you get rid of it like that yeah <laughs> but I can't. No. So why did you ask that? It's like, <laughs> just kind of make me highlight. I was like, yeah, it'd be cool if I didn't have it, but I, I have. So cheers. Why? It was just, it's, just, yeah. it's the weirdest kind of, it's, if you could get rid of it. Yeah, I would. It's, yeah, anyone, is, uh, anyone that's got anything that, you know, anyone, it, I'm not saying it doesn't affect your life, but what, yeah. you know, it, 
I'm just saying, you know, if it, if it, if anyone had anything that kind of affected him in any way, shape, or form that was that wasn't in a that didn't have any possible benefits. Yeah. Again, I've always said I think it's benefited me in my life because I think it's open as we discussed on the podcast. It's mm. made me develop my vocabulary far better and loads of other things. But yeah, at this stage, I'm not going to go. Yeah, no, I'll keep it actually. <laughs> yeah, that's doing yeah. me all right. No, it's nice of you to ask, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm I'll stick with this. It makes um, me me. It yeah, makes me me. So, so, yeah. so, what inspired you to start? A podcast. What I, was the you, kind of? Well, it was it was it was uh, it was Stu and Chris. Brilliant. Yeah. Doing the hardcore, hardcore listings. Listing, yeah. Doing that, and I think that was one of the first podcasts I'd ever been on, and I really loved it. I always wanted to do. I want to do radio. I'd love to have my own radio show. Yeah. And so doing hardcore listings, I was like, this is. I really like this. Yeah. And I came away from that buzzing, and then Brad Acton got in touch, and he just said, "I yes, think love Brad. I think you should do a podcast, mate." Ah, oh, cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they sort of put it in my head. And me and Brad recorded something that didn't, it didn't go anywhere. We sort of sat down one day and we were chatting. And then, and then Jade just went, right, okay, I think you should do a podcast. And she bought me a Zoom for Christmas. Yeah, great. And I've said this before. And she just went, right, I'm going to, who do you want to speak to? And I gave her a list of names like Acaster and you and everyone else. And then she emailed a load of people as me. And then she got, I mean, <laughs> they've all said, yeah. I went, what do you mean they've all said, yeah? I mean, everyone wants to do it. Amazing. But I don't know what it is. I mean, they just want to do it. And then before you know it, bumping into Smiley, um, I just didn't, I just done Tez. Tez was the first one I ever recorded. Didn't really know what I was doing. We just sat down, switched it on, and away we went. I was wandering around Brixton. Message Smiley, just said, "Mate, I'm around. If you're around," and he went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah cool." So then I meet up with him, and then we have a cup of coffee, and he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm, like, I'm doing a podcast. Uh, I've emailed a lot of people to a lot of my friends to come on, and he got his phone out and he's going, oh, "I don't appear to have had that email." Rich. <laughs> <laughs> I went, "Well, I was going to ask you. I just didn't know when to ask you." And blah blah. He goes, "What are you doing now?" Uh, "Nothing." He goes, "Let's go back to mine." He went back to his that day, and we sat and we switched it on, and that was the episode that came out with Smiley. You see, that blows my mind yeah. because, as I was saying to you before, and that's possibly the podcast I've recommended to the most people because I just thought it's amazing. His yeah. stories, the way he spoke about the way he's adjusted how he approaches life, the small yeah. things he does, the small changes he makes in the world. It's just, it's wonderful. So to then hear that yeah. you're like, yeah, we didn't even, <laughs> we, didn't we weren't even it. meant to be doing the podcast that day. <laughs> we just sat down and it happened. And, Off we went. Yeah. It's Michael Smiley, and I've said this, I know I've said this before. I say that a lot as well. I say that a lot. I've said this before. Yeah. Because you have to cover yourself, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. He's repeating himself. Yeah. Um, Smiley is one of those people that you just feel... You just feel elated after you've walked away from him. He's just, he's very honest. He's very open. He's very loving. And every time I see him, it's, it's, it, I feel like I've had a, I've had a, uh, I've had, I feel like a, a wound has been healed. Yeah. Like I walk yeah, around yeah, and I go, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Like you had a recent yeah, chat with him. Yeah. Yeah. And All we were saying before, yeah. I literally, I caught up with him at this party and it was, it was only the weekend just gone and we had a casual chat that turned into a really intense chat <laughs> that has me more motivated than I've ever been. Exactly. Because it was, it was literally just, he was really quite close to my face, just basically asking me why I haven't done X, Y, Z. I was talking about some stuff I want to do or plan to do yeah. and hope to do at some point. And he was just gave me the biggest kick up the arse. <laughs> go, just fucking do it. Just do it. Why aren't you doing it? Exactly. Why aren't you doing it? You've got the access to do all of it. Why aren't you doing yeah. it? I was like, all right. And that's exactly All right, it. I'll do it. Yeah. And now, literally, I've scheduled things <laughs> this week, some writing bits, some people I need to hit up, all this kind of thing. It's like, yeah. it's going to happen this year now. <laughs> it's like, all because all I had literally 20 minutes 
with Smiley at a party. And that's what he does. He ricochets into your life. I love him. He, sort, he moves stuff around yeah. and, then he, and then he fucks off again. Yeah. And then you don't see him for six months. I literally bumped into him in Manchester by mistake. I was telling you. I pulled up outside my hotel and I'm like, I'm like, oh, get these gigs done and I do this. And I had some other shit going on in the background so I'm sort of dealing with that. And as I pulled the car up, this guy walked past the car on his way out the road. I'm like, that's fucking smiley, man. So just tell by his swagger. Yeah. He's got that yeah. swagger. And I got out of the car and I'm like, smiley, dude. And we just fell into each other's arms and we're like, mate, this is amazing. Let's have breakfast. Let's do this. And it was only, I was with him 20 minutes the next morning, half an hour, say. Beautiful. Just yeah. a beautiful man. And that is what I would like to, I wish, I would like to be like that. In, mm. I want to put that out into the world, that positivity. Like when someone 100%. meets you, they come away going, oh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I'd love that. That's yeah. what I want. I think that's how we can all make a difference. This, this, we are, you, you can't change what politicians are doing. I, like Mark Twain says, that famous vo- uh, quote, isn't there, is that if voting was really made a difference, it'd be illegal. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. the people running the world are going to be running it anyway. All you can do is take care of your little space. So yeah. be decent to the people around you. Hopefully that will spread out. Yeah. And then they'll be decent to the people around them. Yeah, and I think that's all you can do, really. Again, I'm 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 plugging that particular episode, but he tells a story in that episode about him and his wife and what he does mm. just on a day to day, just to to make a difference in their world. Yeah, and it's beautiful. It's so simple and so easy that it's exactly that. It's yeah. like you, we can get so bogged down these days in the fact that I can't change the world. Yeah, but you can, if you focus on the things you can change, things you can do, then. You, you, your outlook gets infinitely better. Of course. The, those you come in contact with. Again, it's proof that Smiley has yeah. this effect. The fact that we're both going, I love it. I yeah. have 10 minutes for that guy and my life has changed. It shows that you can change the world from just changing the, yeah. you know, your immediate surroundings. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. The things, like me, me being more positive with my outlook towards life, me being more positive in my career, me looking back at my mistakes and going, I was a bit of a cunt then. Mm. I need to not be that person anymore. Going forward, I know I can't change what I've done. Yeah. Those people are either going to forgive me or they're going to just go, no, you're an asshole and I don't want you around. And you have to live with that. You have yeah. to live with the consequences of that. But going forward, you go, no, I want to be a better person, do better things and do this and do that. So me doing that... Got me the gig in Grays, which means I met Stu. Uh, uh, Stu came into my world. Yep. Through Stu, you came into my world. Through that, I became a podcaster. Through that podcast, I'm now getting gigs I never dreamed of in a million yeah. years. People now take me seriously in the industry. People actually listen to what I have to say and enjoy what I have to say. And that and that all come, came from being more positive and yeah. being more caring about the people around me. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. it. Which sounds, I know it sounds hippy dippy and, you know, but that's just, I was just, I was a shit person. I stopped being a shit person and now I've got wonderful things happening. Yeah. You know? It, and, and that's perfect. I had someone ask me the other day saying, or someone, or I saw someone tweeting about how you have to be positive online for marketing and stuff like that, mm. and it's this fake positivity and blah, blah, blah. And I just said to him, I was like, no, the key is that it's not fake. 
Yeah. That's where it works because it just it. makes your life better. Yeah. The fact that I will generally be positive in life now. And I wasn't, again, I was very cynical and yeah. most of the comedian, the comedy I loved was very cynical because that's the way it is. But as soon as you go, right, actually, fuck for marketing reasons or anything else. It's like if you just have a generally more positive outlook, yeah. it's a less stressful life. Exactly. I mean, Life's your stuff, shit. you're tweeting jokes and, yeah. you're, and yeah. funny sayings. Just and pissing things. about all the yeah. time. That's all I do on and there. I don't get angry. Should be. That's what it should be. Because yeah. I've got, like I said earlier, I've been caught up in everything and I've gobbed off and I've been too emotional. I've said the wrong things and it, and it doesn't get you anywhere. You're just part of the screaming and the and shouting. And it extends it for you because yeah. you'll start to get over it and then you'll go back online and there's 10 people who've replied. Yeah, Who exactly. either agree with you or disagree, but it brings it all back up. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah. Let's try and I try and have, if I have those angry or annoyances, I'll talk to my missus or my mates yeah. or I'll talk in the real world and then it's out and it's over Yeah, rather than throw it online to be exactly. regurgitating constantly. Well, again, and... Smiley said that. Smiley said, you know, everybody's transmitting, no one's receiving. Yeah. And that's social media in a nutshell. You know, yeah. we, we're not listening to each other. We're all shouting and hollering. And then, and, and, and bad things come from that, yeah. you know? And it, 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 a lot of people aren't listening to, to what's actually being said. Like Dave Chappelle, for example, I went to see him last week. Mm. Very lucky to have done so, and it was a masterclass in stand-up comedy. And he gets called transphobic, and he gets called this, that, and the other. Mm. And I was listening to his stuff about trans people. It was this story about his friend who, who's trans. And you're like, this isn't transphobic. Mm. He's actually saying, he's actually his stuff is very inclusive yeah. of everybody. He loves human beings. He loves being a part of everybody. He's just talking about the f- how fucked up it must be to be in one body, but you feel like you should be in another. He yeah. said, and that's, he yeah. goes, that's a fucked up, funny situation to be in. And that's yeah. all he's doing. It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. it's no hatred there. Yeah. But people aren't listening. They're looking for the, for somewhere to put their anger and frustration. And, yeah. And, it, and it, it's, it's a, it's a real shame. So, know? I mean, on that note, where can people find you online shouting and hollering? <laughs> or, or where can they pull you up on if you do get angry? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. talking positivity now. <laughs> it's easy for one news story to turn that round. So, yeah, where can they find you on social? I'm on uh, at I am Rich Wilson on Twitter and at I am Rich Wilson on Instagram. I do try and keep it positive. Yeah. And I am trying to have a laugh. Yeah. And if there's anything that's too much of a hot topic, I tend to, I don't feel I have the skill sometimes. Yeah. That I will, if I'm trying to make a joke about something, I feel I'd rather just not say anything. Yeah. In case it yeah. gets me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> just, in case but, it goes the wrong but, way. Yeah. But I don't, none of my stuff comes from a place of hate. I love everybody and, yeah. and I'm welcoming and, and I want—I just want to understand everybody. So if you've got like trans people and people who are gay and things like that, I'm like I'm interested and I want yeah. to talk to you. So and the this, the podcast Insane in the Membrane is on everything. Yes, you can get us on on any on any platform. And you had an amazing lineup of people. Another yeah. one I need to briefly mention because you talked about just having these curious conversations was Stu Mangan, seventy six. Yeah, um, man. Because he's one of my oldest friends, and I listened to that episode, and I learned stuff I never knew about him. Because it's great. It's just it? not stuff you ask, or no. you would feel uncomfortable going. So what? What happened in that? So what was that? I know a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I know something happened, but what was it? And it's just a really beautiful, open, honest conversation. I was like, yeah, he's, yeah. He's one of the it. best people I've ever met. Yeah, and that was through you. You can't because he does the stuff for Stu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does yeah, all yeah. the editing and that, and so. Just the fact that he was called 76, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then 
and then meeting him and talking to him and we messaged each other online and I'm like, I want to find out about this dude. Do you yeah. want to come on and have a chat? I never in a million years yeah. thought what he was going to tell me. Yeah. What it's an amazing fascinating story, story. An amazing life. Yeah. But again, he's another one. Like He's 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 hopefully good, like Buddy Peace. Like, I'm going to at some point have a 76 and Buddy Peace on mine as nice. the kind of b- behind the scenes of the network because right, right. they're both really good dudes. They do tons of work but they're kind of in the background. And Buddy was saying he wants him on his podcast as well. And I was, I was, I was chatting to 76 the other day. I was like, so what does he want to talk to me about, though? I <laughs> like just, just really shocked that someone wants to hear from him or talk to him. He's like, what does he want? Yeah. He's like, no, 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 it'd be good. But yeah, really good. I highly recommend everyone ch- checks out the podcast, gives you a follow, and hits up the Soho Theatre show. So That's how many right. are you doing, is it? Doing two nights, March 20th and 21st. That's the Friday and Saturday. Yes, Friday's selling pretty well. I need a bit of a boost for Saturday. So yeah. if you're free on the Saturday, do come down. It'll be really a real pleasure. Amazing. So, uh, so when this goes out, it'll, it'll almost be exactly a month before. So you guys yeah. have got, you know, time to grab them tickets Plenty before they're all time. gone and get involved. <laughs> Thank you very much, man. It's been an absolute pleasure and it always is. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing all that's ahead. Nice one. Thanks for having me. Cheers, mate. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. I told you he was good. And I told you we didn't get into any of the promo type stuff for a minute. We just had a good old chat. As said, nothing but love for this gentleman. Soho Theatre, Friday, March 20th, Saturday, March 21st, 8.45. Uh, grab yourself some tickets there. Uh, they're, they're like 15 quid or something like that. Check it out. I will see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this as a bonus episode. I will see you next week. Oh, oh, we spoke in the episode about Michael Smiley and James Acaster. They've both been on distraction pieces in the past. If we were talking away and you were thinking, who are these guys? And Tez Ilias, if you're thinking, who are these guys? Then you can check them out on this podcast and check them out on Insane in the Membrane. So, in fact, pretty much everyone we mentioned, Jade Adams has, has been on distraction pieces. Tall Dark Friend slash Jordan Gray has been on the podcast. So yeah, you can go back into the back catalogue and enjoy them. But I will see you next week for May Martin. Not May Young, that would be weird. May Martin. Um, And it's a great chat. See you next week. Ta-ta.